Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium iron phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Hey there, it's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Thanks for coming by. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. And a bit of a strange week, man. The whole year is strange, right? I mean, 2020 and COVID-19, those are some things that we could, you know, just do a reset, a redo, and how it affects us in amateur radio. It's been great on the air. So many cool two-meter nets, the shelter-in-place net, people are checking in more, they're talking. It's been great for that. But this past week, super strange. And because we've been pent up, I think, for several weeks, it's really difficult to, you know, get a beat on time. I'm doing okay. I wear a watch anyway. And, and, you know, so I get a beat on time. And I've done some filtering back into my day job, if you will. Which means going to the city, seeing people, going to the market. I'm caring for, with my wife, our children, and my in-laws, they're petrified. They don't want to go out. They don't want to go back to church. They've got this, uh, they've got compromised immune systems. And they're older. But in relative, you know, good health. But anyway. So I've been out and about and I've seen the people. I've seen those who do and those who don't wear masks and get around. And I've spoken to those who believe it's something different and those who are on the other end, you know, both sides. I've listened to those talk about how it's a political. Everything is political. Everything's political. Boy, we really missed an opportunity. And I remember it with 9-11. President Bush standing on the pile of rubble and the whole country was galvanized. Didn't stay, but here we go again with another pandemic. It affects the world, hence the term pandemic. And we seem to have slipped away from a chance to kind of come together, but that's a whole different rant. Don't care. But it really affects us. And I'm thinking on the air, it was great. I mean, you know, you're hearing all this activity. It felt cool and everybody's talking and they're touching base, seeing how you're doing. We do have quite a bit of 
aging and elderly hams. Good to hear them on the air and uh, mixing it up with some of the newer people. A lot of mentoring, elmering, as we would say. But then comes around May. And normally, you've booked your tickets, you've got your hotel, you've got the plans, you've requested the days off. You are going to Dayton Hamvention. This year, it just came along, and next thing you know, the day before, it was like a Wednesday. And like, wow, Contest University would have been tomorrow. This year, luckily, thanks to ICOM and K3LR and their team and many, many others, I'm sure, who pulled that together, they did it online and they did it for free. And it kind of gave an anchor back to, you know, our schedule, which has been disrupted and time really did just slip away. Thank you, Willie, for putting that in my mind. Ain't it funny how time slips away? Contest University actually gave us a look at time, a special feeling for time. And I appreciated that. I had it on. I was working. I was actually in and out. I was carrying my laptop around and I listened to the people talk. These big brain MFers telling you all about all kind of stuff. Ward Silver came out talking about bonding. And I was like, man, how is his brain so big? But, you know, people think about Contest University. They're like, oh, man, I'm not a contester. Or, yes, I'm a contester. But there's so much more. There's so much more to talk about. And uh, I was set to go in person to Dayton. So thank you for putting that together. That gave some sort of, you know, talking about grounding. It, it gave me something to uh, bite into. Because Friday came along and... It was crickets, and the whole weekend has escaped. It's gone, you know. That Friday, Saturday, and uh, part of Sunday is just something that hams make this trip. It may not be the best to you. It may not be the best ham fest. Many people love other ones. But this one's uh, somewhere where you'd like to go just to make that sort of pilgrimage to say you've done it. So many memories were made at Hera Arena. So many new memories were made in Xenia, Ohio. It's still called the Dayton Hamvention, although Xenia is a lovely area, more space. The fairgrounds there, I like it very much. Had plans to return. I didn't go in 2019. But I always enjoy my time. 2018, I went, I'm sort of on an every other year rotation, and I had it locked down. I found an Airbnb that was uh, pretty close to where Contest University was going to be. I could actually walk there. Then I, I thought, you know, being in the city would be cool, and I'm, I got a great deal on an Airbnb right in the area. It was just me. And then I would drive out to Xenia and make the trip back. I was going to do something different. I'm kind of an Airbnb guy. At least I was in the old world. You know, you stay in a farmhouse. You stay above a barn. Whatever you find a place. I've seen an RV. You can sleep in an RV if that's something you're comfortable with. But I thought this time around I'll do it. I'll stay in Dayton this time. Closer. Just jump in the car. You know, 
could park the uh, the vehicle. You had some security. It was good. At last, uh, COVID-19 came along, and though it's provided us some opportunities to sort of reset our minds, reconnect with our family, reconnect on the air. Many people are coming back to this hobby. You hear them talking about, yeah, I dug it out. Because when you feel like you're sitting inside for so long and, and, oh boy, the people who have small apartments or they're in condominiums or they're in homes that they can't get out, there's no backyard, very limited chances. I really feel for those people. I really do. Especially in this time because it's so different. And politics aside, I'd like to stay in the uh, places that bring us together. We're all doing it. We all want to get back to life. We all really understand that we've got to get the economy going. uh, But we need to have that plan. You have to have that plan. Guidelines are good, but you have to have a plan. And some people in rural areas, like Xenia, Ohio, they can open up certain things at certain times. People in bigger cities are going to have uh, different considerations. But I've been thinking about everybody, and I'm thinking about the uh, Dayton Hamvention and how it has kind of come and gone. So what we're going to do this time around, we'll play some of the um, audio from past shows. Talk to different people. And when we come back, we'll take a look at Hera Arena next. When in doubt, hang them high. This is 100 watts and a wire. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. Many people are thinking back to, perhaps they are. I don't know what anybody's thinking. I don't ask. Sometimes doesn't matter. Sometimes I really, really wonder, what are you thinking? In this case, you know, I don't know. But I've been thinking about, you know, my first experiences at Dayton. Because, you know, this could be... I don't know, man. I just don't know. I don't know what will become of the Dayton Hamvention. I think about the older people that go there. Right now, it doesn't seem like that's a really good idea, right? If it were to happen next weekend or in a month from now, although we're opening back up, it's still a test. We're hearing about, oh, wow, we could be looking at a second wave. We're hearing about, our military on ships who at once tested positive for COVID, then tested not positive, only to be tested positive later on. You know, we hear about the second wave. 
We just don't know. It's something brand new to us in this generation. Of course, the older generation has lived through some things. This is a first. It's a new thing. We need the data. We need to really understand. And who are we going to treat? How are we going to treat? These are conversations, by the way, that we expand on in our sister podcast called Hour 73, where we take a look at preparedness and the road to self-reliance. It was launched in April. We've now done three episodes. Visit Hour73.com. You're told to prepare for the first 72 That way, if you run out of stuff, you can go into like a FEMA camp. FEMA will come and save you. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the government response will be. We're watching closely over things that happen now, the response, what they do. Oh, Lord, we need to look at ourselves for some answers sometimes. And that's what that podcast will do. Of course, communications is part of any good preparedness plan and we will be talking about amateur radio there but we expand the topics and if you're interested in joining that conversation you can find us there on facebook look for our 73 we'd like to have you again no religion and no politics let's stick to the things that bring us together like we all want better days for our family we all bury our elders we all bleed we all get sick Think about those things and then provide information that may be able to help others. You know, that's where I am. There's enough dissension and uh, dividing culture. It's boring to me now. It's just boring. But there I talk to other people. We get uh, different conversations going, different perspectives. Very different people are participating in our 73. But not knowing what's happening and preparing for these things, we look ahead at Dayton and go, we just don't know what's happening. And so I thought maybe it'd be cool to look back. And you know, my first experiences with the Dayton Hamvention were nine, let's see, it was 2015. I'd really gotten on HF that year. I was licensed in 2012. And what an experience. I was lost at Hera Arena. It had all these sort of... You know, it was like an old hockey arena. And by this time, it was, you know, on the decline. You heard stories of, like, floating poop going by. And, uh, you know, some of the older statesmen were saying, you know, it's fine. It is, it's good. It has served us for 50 years. You know, you're like, okay. But, uh, you know, I went to this concert at high school, and it was nicer than this. But, yeah, this is great. But, you know, you could see all the things that you couldn't afford to buy. All the things that you could buy online that you've been looking at, but you see it right there. And then outside, one of my favorite things is getting out there into the flea market. It was just super cool. There's the radio that won the war. You know, all these things and people are selling them out of the back of their cars. And some of them are just beautiful. These kind of pieces, like gorgeous, some boat anchors. Some new stuff. Like, what is that? That's Heliax, young man. Heliax. What do you do with the Heliax? I need you know, spend part of the day. I think I need Heliax. You know, it's just kind of, you see the things and you didn't know. Flea, mac- uh, flea markets are my favorite. But, it, you know, it'd be muddy. You prepared for rain. It became something you just... 
would digest. It's okay. I'm going out there. I'm going to wear my mud boots. I'm going to get wet. I'm probably going to, you know, buy some connectors or some smalls. Maybe I'll buy that MF and $40,000 tower. My wife will certainly uh, make me bring it back and uh, return it. But, you know, it was like that. It was like you could go out there and have a good time. And my first experience was I'm out here by myself. I'm kind of lost. Is there any coffee around? Uh, you know, like that. But then we heard about Hera recently. It, they made a change in 2016. They were going to take it away, go from that building, because many people were feeling, you know, it just doesn't hold us well. And yes, it does. It holds us fine. 50 years. I don't know. And then I think there was some land issues, right? There was an ownership change. Next thing you know, that's it. 2016, that was it. We're going off to Xenia. And some memories. Uh, some friends of mine prepared memories but only after or to a tornado came. A tornado came and took Hera away. There was some talk like maybe we'll go back to Hera one day when the bank gets sorted out and that business thing sorted out. Maybe we'll go back to Hera. It's a damn shame. It's fine. But there was some speculation and a little glimmer of hope that maybe you'd return back to Hera Arena after moving to Xenia. Well... A tornado came and took that away, and a lot of us woke up to the news. Here's a report from Amateur Radio Newsline. Hera Arena, which hosted its final hamvention in 2016, is gone, a casualty of a deadly tornado that was among 40 or so that spurred the activation of Ares groups throughout the region. Stan Broadway, N8BHL, told the ARRL that the hams would remain active during the recovery process as power outages struck pumping stations, leaving the Dayton area without usable water, and put at least one hospital on generator power. Ohio Aries was operating on HF on both sideband and digital modes and on various VHF repeaters and DMR, and the hams were expected to remain active for several more days. Meanwhile, footage online and on TV showed the remnants of Hera Arena, the venue ripped apart in the state's hard-hit Miami Valley. The National Weather Service confirmed that winds that struck around the already crumbling arena were clocked at about 140 miles per hour, classifying the tornado as an EF3. A state of emergency was declared in the Trotwood area where the arena is located. National Weather Service officials said surveying the damage thoroughly throughout the region was expected to take several days. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. There were so many feelings wrapped up into that loss. And it was such a brutal loss. They had drone footage and wood and everything was all over the place. And many hams at the time were thinking, good riddance. What an asshole that really was. Remember the floating poop? Yeah, I was there. Remember the mud? And then there were many others who were just, it was so final. There was a glimmer of hope. Those memories still exist, but they seemed, um, you know, to offer a little hope that maybe one day you'd go back. And some people who would go to Xenia in its new location would stop by Hera Arena. Dilapidated, bought and sold, never repaired. And this was a place that was not just created for amateur radio ham fest. It, this was for hockey and sports and concerts 
so the community had a deeper connection than the broader amateur radio connection. So I spent a few minutes at least thinking about Hera Arena and that change and what that brought many hams. Now it seems like a distant past. But many did provide us uh, with some commentary and thoughts on that when it happened. It was final. It was dead. It was dead. Now, I'm not trying to say Dayton Hamvention as we know it is dead. I'm just saying it's gone for this year and we don't know where we're headed. We'll take a break and we'll come back and talk about some of the things that we really enjoy about visiting the Dayton Hamvention next. You're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. Did you know that Nuts and Volts has the highest readership of magazines specifically written for the electronics community? For over 40 years, Nuts and Volts magazine has been bringing microcontroller and electronics projects to hobbyists, engineers, technicians, and experimenters around the world. Every issue is full of the latest technology, electronics theory, analog circuit design, robotics, home automation, communications, and more. Join the Nuts and Volts community and become a member today. You get two years of the printed magazine and the online digital edition for only $49.95. You also receive full access to all web content with downloadable PDF files, plus the e-newsletter filled with popular projects from past issues. Go right now to NutsVolts.com to subscribe. That's two years of Nuts and Volts magazine printed on paper and delivered to your door for only $49.95. Go to NutsVolts.com today to subscribe. Nuts and Volts magazine. There's more to build with Nuts and Volts. Made in America. Shared worldwide. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Hey, it's Christian K0STH. And people go to the Dayton Hamvention and any ham fest for many different reasons. But I think you'll find the common theme is the friendships. It is a community where we all do share the same passion for radio. We may get there in different places. We may have different phases and interests and things we really enjoy doing throughout this great hobby and service. But what brings us together is a chance to learn. We sit in the forums, we hear people talk, we discuss things, we look at options. But really, the friendships, the friendships, that's one thing that I'll miss this year as Dayton kind of washes ashore and goes away from us and we hope for 2021. It's those friendships, those conversations. In 2018, I sat down with Paul Brown, of Amateur Radio Newsline. Well, we're here with Paul Brown, WD9GCO, my brother from, I would say another mother. We look similar, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a little, I have just a little more on top? You got a lot. You got a lot more on top. Holding on to it. You're doing great. Uh, Amateur Radio Newsline is what I meant to say, uh, but we are like a family at Amateur Radio Newsline. We've uh, endured a couple of days of rain, but that's pretty traditional for uh, the Dayton Hamvention. Paul, why are these these gatherings here? This one's kind of unique. It's kind of like coming to Mecca. But why are Hamfest, this one in particular, still important to our community? It's really a gathering of the tribe. I mean, it's a chance to to gather with a bunch of fellow people who understand your obsession with this hobby. And one of the cool things about a Hamfest is that you get to meet the people in 
person that you talk to on the air all the time. Like, you know, especially like with Newsline, those of us, we're scattered around the country, and some of us live like in Australia and Germany and England and that. And it's a chance to finally get to meet and hang out for a weekend together as, as friends. So um, you, you get to meet the people that you've talked to, that you've seen on podcasts, that you've listened to, you've talked to on the air for years, and you've never met them in person, and you get to do that. I think a big part of this is what you're saying, the camaraderie of this. Uh, I didn't come here to buy anything, and I didn't come here to sell anything. It's come, you know, and say hello, these eyeball cusos, as we call them. Um, but we, we're learning about every day. We've got a whole generation of hams that are passing. Um, the Elmers, it scares me that our Elmers are, are dying off. And most of the younger people who are coming in are buying things offline. Have you had any time to think about that and how that is affecting maybe not this one so much because this one is just a bigger thing but the smaller ones the small town ones there's one up near you in chicago what can they do is there anything to do it is it's tough because a lot of the club memberships are going down too for the same reason and a lot of the ham fests that i've been to in recent years have been a lot smaller because uh, a lot of the memberships are are kind of dwindling, and you're right. The the it's that's a big topic right now is how to attract the younger hams to get them interested because the technology is changing now. There are those that love the retro tech and enjoy this this cool thing that their grandparents did with tubes and that. But then a lot of them now are starting to realize that you can tie ham radio in with computers and modern things, and so. But I agree, It's uh, especially with our club, our club membership, the club I belong to back in the, the 70s and the 80s, there were like two, 300 members in our club, and now we're down to like 30. And uh, a lot of them are, are older, and it's difficult to attract overall younger people to the hobby. And a lot of it depends on the school, too. If the school has a system and a curriculum that aims towards that like like newsline's neil rapp is a high school teacher and his science he's a, sci- a chemistry teacher but his club has a ham radio his school is a ham radio club um because he's interested in that he shows that passion he gets the kids interested in all the different facets of what radio can do and you need somebody like that to get the kids interested let's shift to amateur radio newsline for a little bit you and i have come along after bill pasternak's um a departure from this planet, right? He created this great thing. It's gone 40 years. And I was talking to Karen. Uh, what's her call? KD2GUT. Uh, my dyslexia kicks in right at the right times, Paul. And we were talking a little bit yesterday about how this thing runs like a clock. You know, and, and, I, and I said to her, I think Bill would be really proud because he would know this is going to happen on the, on the time it's supposed to. And I think he struggled in his lifetime sometimes. Imagine mailing cassette tapes out across the country. Uh, what's it mean to you to be a, a member of that team, uh, to produce every week, and to just know that that legacy is, is moving forward? It means a lot to me. Um, I, I really like to think that Bill would be proud of the work that we're continuing to do to keep his legacy alive. When I was young, uh, when I first became a ham, I lived down by you. Um, I lived in southern Illinois, about an hour outside of St. Louis, and I belonged to a, a radio club in Marissa, Illinois. 
And our club on the repeater every week would carry the Westlink report, which was the predecessor to what's now Amateur Radio Newsline. That was Bill, Bill's first thing. And every week you would have to dial up the auto patch on the repeater, and you would have to dial into a bank of answering machines, and it would play it back. So I was familiar with it from listening to it as a kid, and the fact that now I get to be part of that is, for me personally, very cool. And, yeah, when Bill started, he convinced a lot of his friends who were in broadcasting who had nothing to do with ham radio to record these stories and help him with this and he would fedex tapes across the country back and forth to get everything assembled on a, on a timely basis and it was a nightmare now with the internet we simply record things we upload it to dropbox the whoever's the anchor for that week pulls them down and puts it together and we're there and distribution for everybody is simple we upload it to our website and you can listen to there or it comes down as a podcast there's repeaters that download the file once a week and play it shortwave radio uh, wtww broadcast it once a week so the mechanics of doing it are much easier now thanks to modern technology and the internet but the heart of it is the re- the reporting and the fact that all of us that are involved in this are very passionate about doing it right and keeping it in Bill's memory and do the right thing. And, uh, you know, it's like you understand, too, like with the months or the, you know, whenever it's your turn to anchor, it's all about making it sound as professional and as tight uh, as, as we can and, and keeping on topic. You know, there are, we have the heavier moments when we have disasters and things, and then there are the, we throw in the lighter side of ham radio to kind of keep it balanced, and that's a big part of, of that is Karen. Um, as our editor and who organizes all of that, if it weren't for Karen, it would be really tough to do what we do. I think one of the major things that changed, because I used to listen before I joined, is the international presence now. There seems to be... And I guess that's Karen as well. It's very easy to add it and you know adopt that sort of thing. But uh, it's really cool to hear different voices too from different parts of the world. Yeah, because we've got Ed in Germany, and we've got uh, a couple in Great Britain. We've got uh, Australia and New Zealand. So they do the stories that come from over there, and it it feels more authentic because that's where they're from. So, yeah, and it does add a different flavor to what we do, and that's possible because of the Internet. Hey, go and stay dry. Where are you headed now? You're going to go. It's like just about lunchtime. Yeah, I'm going to grab some food and head back to the Newsline booth. And then uh, this evening, uh, we're all going to try, as a, as a family, we're going to try to go visit the uh, Voice of America Museum at the Bethany Relay Station and try to get on there because their club station is on tonight. So we're all going to try to work something from the VOA. So. Oh. Oh, that sounds fun. You need to. I need to go. I need to go. All right, the sun's coming out, and Paul's getting hungry and agitated with me, but uh, thank you, brother. We'll talk again soon. All right, thanks, Christian. It's fun. Stay dry. Well, you're under a tent. It's easier for you. (laughs) Keeping with tradition, reports out of Dayton and Xenia, Ohio, in 2020, reports of rain. It is spring, you know. They've even had snow. They've even had snow at the Dayton Hamvention. Here's looking at 2021 in a positive light. I hope you'll get on the air and talk to the people you may have had that face-to-face conversation with, that eyeball, QSO. I miss the forums, too. I got to say, I do enjoy sitting and listening and learning while I'm there. You do a lot of walking, a lot of exercise, 
And it's a great thing. I hope we can bring it back and all ham fests for that matter really soon. Stay safe, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.